Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles, and my co-host is Bob Hassan. We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you. We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, with my co-host, Bob Hassan. Bob, who do we have on the show today? Well, Sean, we have Frank Rich. He's a former bodybuilder. He's an entrepreneur, a men's health coach, and the host of the Superhuman Life podcast. He's battled addiction, depression, anxiety for almost 20 years, and now he's on a mission to help men who are suffering with many of the same issues and take back control of their lives through the power of faith and fitness. He's helped thousands of men transform their physiques and their spirituality. He's a founder and the CEO of Rebuilt Recovery, a company based on growth-centric, holistic approach to addiction recovery. He provides fitness training. He, he's on his podcast, and he's trying to get people off porn and addic off addiction of alcohol and drugs. You're going to love talking to this guy, Sean. Uh, he's so amazing, and I've already seen him. So, Bob, he's going to give you a run for your money on his shoulder workout. Oh. So I can't wait to hear from him up next. <laughs> we have Frank. Banks are collapsing. The interest rates keep going up. Gas prices are all-time high. When all of these things are happening in the world around us, we have God who's our provider. God who brings provision that's unusual and non-deserved even into our lives. And he brings provision really around the point of giving us everything we need to resource our destiny, our families, so that Jesus could get the fullness of his reward. And I've written a book called Provision, which is going to help you look at different areas of life and have a prayer a prophetic word and also or a message and also a declaration. If you've been at a place where you have provision, but you need God to be a multiplier. If you're at a place where there's some areas of challenge, especially financially or in resources, this is going to give you biblical scriptures, words, quotes, phrases, declarations, prophecies, and prayers that could just change everything. And if you get it today at bowlsministries.com, you're also going to get a teaching series that goes along with it. So we have a video teaching series to release to you right now that you're only going to get in this season. Get the book today and activate God as a provider in your life. Well, welcome back, Sean. We're here with Frank Rich. Frank, welcome to the show. Hey, it's an honor to be here, guys. Thank you. I'm just picturing, for those of you who are watching visually and not on podcasts, I'm picturing you and Bob wrestling right now. I just wonder who would win because I know Bob, but I, I, I just consider your career as being epic. So I'm just, what do you think, Bob? Could you I take him? I would win. I, I don't <laughs> want to wrestle. I'm, I'm not structurally built for, for wrestling. I'm, I'm muscle bound. I've, <laughs> I've spent over a decade trying to build as much tightly wound muscle as possible. Um, so yeah, I'm not even sure I would participate in a wrestling match with a, <laughs> with a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're so glad to have you on the show today. I know our audience is going to love this interview because of just some of the things that you've decided to be vulnerable, vulnerable about and talk about in this season. So I want to start right there is you had kind of a real transition or and change of trajectory just a few years ago. Talk about what happened. Talk about where Jesus was in this, in the context of your career and your life. Take us on that journey. Yeah, abs absolutely. I uh, appreciate appreciate that. Um, yeah, it was 2018. I mean, if we just kind of, you know, go back a, a handful of of, of years, um, I had been maybe add a little bit of context there for 
for, for where I was at in life. So I've been in the entrepreneurship space at that point, uh, running multiple companies of my own for about six years. I had a lot of success early, early on in 2013 um, in the ticketing space, kind of oddly enough, uh, hmm. was a broker. And, you know, we were really focused around providing epic entertainment experiences, a lot locally here in Tampa, but it was kind of a national thing. Uh, so we had a lot of partnerships and whatnot. Anyways, that company had a lot of early um, success financially. Um, with that as a kind of new business owner uh, that didn't, I guess, have a lot of experience running a small company, like I immediately just started spending like acquiring material possessions. Um, and, and that became like kind of the main, main focus is like how, how much success can I have just, and I understand it now I was, I was running from a lot of, a lot of pain. Yes. The question of where, where was Jesus at in, in my life though, as a 33, 34, 35 year old man, I had really had no relationship, uh, with him at, at all. Um, growing up, it was not a conversation within our home. I can probably remember maybe three to four times attending church, uh, through my youth. And it was really the big, uh, kind of church holidays, Easter, um, Christmas here and there. We'd always show up late. We'd sit in the back. We had no clue kind of what we were doing. And, and then it kind of ended there. So for me, I didn't, I didn't like the process because it was like, I got to put a tie on. It's like, and, and there was never really any discussion about like what we were actually doing there. It was like, Oh, it's just a box that we're checking because, you know, grandpa wants us to go. That was how I saw it as wow. a kid. Um, you know, there was a very defining moment in my life uh, around 15 years old that really changed the trajectory for me. So growing up, I was an athlete, A plus student, student council president was like running the news show, like just this kid, I can remember like every single teacher, like the end of the yearbook, like Frank is destined for amazing things. He's going to like impact the world. He's going to change all these things. Many of the things that I feel that I'm doing here today, but at 15, my parents went through a separation mm -hmm. um, and I was given a choice then of who I wanted to, to live with. And I look back like the worst possible decision a parent could make is giving the kid a choice on where he wants to live. And I think for me, there was a lot of anger towards both of my parents. So I opted for the choice that was going to give me the most freedom. Um, and I remember as a 15-year-old kid thinking about it and rationalizing it exactly that way. Which parent am I going to have the most freedom with? Which one am I going to be able to get away with the most? Um, and that really sent me down this trajectory for almost the next 20 years where I kind of live a double life. Um, I still kept up, you know, all the great grades, the sports, varsity lettering, uh, graduated 23rd in my class out of like almost 500 students, wow. like projecting, still kind of keeping that reputation of like, okay, this guy's going to go out and kind of accomplish big things. On the flip side, because I had real freedom in my life, like... I was partying a lot. I really got into drinking very young age. I got into drugs. I mean, I was selling drugs in high school um, without really anybody knowing other than, you know, the people that I was doing, doing those things with. Um, and this carried with me, you know, through my 20s, 30s, corporate success that I had. Mm. Um, the biggest secret, though, that I was holding on to for, for a large portion of that time was my addiction to pornography. Um, had one 
relationship with a woman where she was aware of it and it caused a lot of issues. Um, so quickly I realized like, okay, I have to figure out a way to kind of keep this thing a secret. So, um, Mm -hmm. by the time I was in my late twenties, I, I, you know, had a separate laptop and this gets us to the point where I'm kind of running my own businesses now. Uh, so I'm working from home. I have all this freedom. I spend an hour or two in the morning kind of working on the business. And then as somebody that really had nothing to do, it's like, okay, like, how much porn can I kind of watch consume, you know, I'll take a nap, I was competing in bodybuilding at the time. So a large part of my time was also spent at the gym. 2017, I joined a a business mastermind. So I know I'm kind of bouncing all around here, I'm going to drive it home here and answer your question. I apologize, it's getting long winded. But in 2017, I joined a, uh, a business mastermind. So this is three, four years after running the ticket company, we were having quite a bit of financial success, like, like I said, but it wasn't fulfilling. Um, it literally was about like, how much money can I make? Um, and there were parts of it that I actually felt I don't want to say I felt bad about what I was doing. Um, but the biggest thing is like, it just give me any type of fulfillment or, or accomplishment. So I had this background in fitness and training. I'd worked in gyms in my early twenties. Um, and this is 2016, 2017. So social media is becoming a big thing. And I'm beginning to see a lot of people like making a lot of money online. So I joined a mastermind in 2017 to launch a fitness business. And, um, joining that group, that first trip that I took to Toronto in 2017, once again, changed my life forever. So I joined a business mastermind to learn about marketing, online sales, copywriting, all the good stuff that kind of like, you know, jives up entrepreneurs. What I got out of it was an introduction to Christ in the Holy Spirit. Um, Powerful. I can remember sitting, uh, in the first events, uh, the guy that ran the mastermind, which I've been a part of this group now for going on five years, uh, have done a lot of work and was actually a coach at one point helping support the students. Um, I didn't know about his faith, but he really led a lot, uh, of his, of his life through his faith. It was a big part of his business. So his dad had been a pastor for like 30 years. So he brought his dad up on day two, um, just as a guest speaker. Uh, and what I saw for the first time guys, is I saw a relationship between a father and son of real, real love and real respect. Um, something I never really seen uh, a grown man honor his father in the way that Vince honored Luch that day. And, and Luch came on to a business event uh, to talk about the power of Jesus in his life wow. and how he modeled that in the home with his children. So that was a small seed that was planted uh, in July of 2017. What came out of that event, though, um, have been some of the most trans- transformative relationships uh, of my life with men just like Vince and men just like uh, Papa Luch, uh, Vince's, Vince's dad. Um, the, the first night at that event, I sat at dinner with a couple uh, that went on to change my life. And when I returned back to Tampa through the mastermind, anybody that's been in masterminds, yes, yeah, the information is great and all of that. But for me, it's always been about the relationships. Like that's yeah. always what I've gotten out of these groups. So when I returned back to Tampa, I was lucky to get connected with people that were in a lot of the similar groups as Vince and one of them happened to run a gym. 
massive YouTube channel, Critical Bench. They're huge fitness publishing over multiple thousands of fitness publications, articles, programs, uh, million dollar products, like massive, massive company. But one thing they did is, is Mike was really big about like fellowshipping and brotherhood. So in this small studio gym that they built to produce content, once a week, he would host a men's workout. And I started attending these workouts after that event. And it started as basically just a Thursday afternoon workout, a couple weeks of attending, it's workouts and lunch, a couple months go by, it's workouts, lunch, hey, Frank, we're having the people over on the weekend, why don't you come hang out with the family. Um, so slowly, as I spent more and more time with these guys, I was kind of welcomed into their circle and into and, and into their world. Um, once again, you know, I had been doing things and running a life where I was kind of keeping things separate from these guys. These guys knew Frank, the bodybuilder, the entrepreneur, the fitness kind of, you know, personality that I was. They didn't know about kind of like the the other part of, of my life. I was still, you know, drinking quite a bit. I was still recreationally using uh, some drugs here and there. Not, not a major problem, but once again, the big problem for me was the daily use of pornography. Well, Frank, you know, I think it's interesting to this point in this story, you, you, it seems like you were al alone in your life mm. and all of a sudden you met covenant, you met relationship, you yeah. met people who cared. And that's what I'm going to think is gave you the, gave you the impetus to, to make these changes because you finally found people who cared about you, mm. who, you could, who you could tell your life to. Yeah. And it was business people. I love that. It was like yeah. business coaches and business yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. Those are our people. They're like the, the fact that they're doing that in their mastermind. Yeah, it's so good. So we don't want to interrupt too much of your story, but that's just so cool to interject. Yeah, yeah. no, okay. you 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 hit the nail right on right on the head there. You know, I spoke at a at a men's group at a church uh, last week, and for me, the big message was I reached a point in my life where there were people that cared more about more about me and saw more potential in me than I saw in myself. And when I right. felt that. Uh, it almost became a responsibility to live up to the standard at which they wow. were living at. And I felt, and I really, really felt that with them. Um, you know, these were, these were fit guys. Like these were world-class power lifters, uh, guys that had been, you know, fitness models, like guys, just like myself, strong, alpha minded, you know, also attacking the world of business, like really out there, go getting it. But the way that they loved each other was something that was different and mm -hmm. it was unique. And it really stood out to me. Um, and I'll even share you another story about Josh, the, the guy that I had dinner with, um, in, in Toronto, he was somebody after that initial meeting in Toronto, like we just clicked and like, we started talking on a daily basis, weekly basis, probably at, back, back at that point today, it's almost daily. He and I communicate, but back then it's probably weekly, maybe every, every other week, like he's trying to build his business. I'm trying to build mine. So we're sharing a lot of tactics, but as the months in, in go by, like we start sharing a lot of personal stuff as well. So Josh was always there, man. He, um, and he, he's told me now, you know, as we've known each other for years that he knew that I was struggling and he also knew I didn't have a relationship with Christ at, at that time, but he was always there and he was never judgmental. And wow. there was a point in September of 2018, he was helping me process a really difficult time in my life, um, business wise, relationship wise. And we had, I forget what the topic of the conversation was. We had probably spoke for about an hour to 90 minutes. We get off the call, uh, and right as we're ending it. Like, you know, we're doing our end of greeting. Hey, we'll, t we'll catch up later. Thanks for the call. He goes, I love you, Frank. 
And we, I hung up quick enough to not be able to respond to it, but I process it in real time. And mm. this, this, this is a good example of where I was mentally at the time, because my reaction to a grown man telling me that he loves me was to almost question it. And I literally sent him a text message like, did you just tell me you love me? Almost in a like, we don't do that, bro. Like our relationship isn't like that. <laughs> um, that's just where I was. Like I, 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 I knew I knew what he meant, but to me, I didn't, it didn't come across the right way. And I was like, Hey bro, we're just not going to do that anymore. Now you talk to me, you join any of our group calls. It's like, I want every person to know that I love them. Like, it's just a massive, like such a, such a dramatic shift in a, in a short yeah. period of time. Um, but Josh was there with me. So that was in September, uh, October. Um, Josh was coming down to, um, Florida. He was visiting Orlando. Real quick, so I want to I want to bring back the other group. So these guys were very successful. Their businesses. I had the successful ticket business, but from 2017 to 2018, my fitness business wasn't succeeding. I had maybe made a few thousand dollars collectively over the course of like 18 months. Oh, wow. Like it was very very slow. But I felt like I was doing everything. Like I'm executing the stuff that's taught in the mastermind. I'm creating the content. I'm building the platforms. Like things are clicking from what I'm doing, but it's not registering in the growth of the business. And I mentioned I'd been in a relationship at the time. And I can remember having a conversation with her around late September, early October of 2018. And I'm like, Seth, I just don't get it. Like, I don't understand why this thing isn't working. I'm implementing the email. I'm implementing the copywriting. We have the funnels in place. We're doing the marketing. The social media is growing. I'm like, I'm like, all these other guys are doing this as well. But like Seth, maybe we need to go to church. Like these guys all go to church. Like just kind of, just kind of like out of nowhere. I'm like, maybe that's the missing wow. piece. Is like, and once again, all these little seeds had kind of been planted over, you know, so many, so many years. So that gets us to October to really answer your question of where, when did Jesus come into my life? And this has been a really long, long-winded story here. Um, Josh was coming down. He said, "Hey man, I'm coming to, I'm coming to Florida, man. Why don't we spend the the day together? Tampa to Orlando for the audience is about a 65 minute commute. I'm like, awesome, man. Like I'll drive over, pick you up at the hotel. We'll hang out we'll do everything well josh was coming down here for a little bit different of a of a reason um that he knew and i i didn't until we sat down so i picked him up in orlando drive around uh downtown orlando there happens to be this big street that runs perpendicular to amway arena which is where the magic play church street um so we parked in a uh in a parking garage we're walking. I'm like, Hey, let's go down church street. I know that's side of a big kind of there's restaurants and something. We'll be able to find something there on church street. Well, we walk into this, uh, steakhouse would have been a, I forget the day of the week, but it was a random afternoon. So like two o'clock, you know, steakhouse downtown Orlando, not a very busy place. So we're one of like maybe three tables in the restaurant. Waiter comes over. Josh says, Hey, can you just bring us some water? We're going to be here for a while. Is kind of how he told, told the waiter. He's like, do you mind if I ask you a couple of questions, Frank? And I'm like, dude, like fire away, man. I'm like, I'm here. Let's, let's hang. No clue where he's about to take this conversation. He goes, how's your relationship with your father, Frank? And what do you know about God? And I was kind of taken back um, because of the oddity of those two questions kind of paired together yeah. and the fact they kind of came out of nowhere. Um, but I was also interested as to why he asked. And I knew that there was something going on there because just a couple of weeks before I had been asking these questions about church. So we get into this long kind of discussion and, and Josh literally shares the gospel with me. I mean, from start to finish everything wow. about 
why we're here, who we are, who made us, who created us, who saved us, the rest, like, like powerful. I mean, we sat there over, I don't know how many hours it felt like a lifetime, but it also went by like this. And he said, are you ready? And I was like, ready for what? And like, <laughs> I, I think so. I really like where, where all this is going. Um, he's like, well, he's like, we need to pray. And you know, you, you need to, you need to surrender your life to Christ. And I'm like, well, let's go. Like what's next. So we walk outside. There happened to be a history center across the street. Um, and Josh kind of puts his hand there, you know, over my shoulder and says his prayer. And, um, I literally felt this, you know, weight kind of lifted mm. off of me, um, took Josh back to his, uh, hotel. And I told you he had come down here with a reason he had actually flown down here with a brand new Bible, a copy of the passion translation. So he said, I have a book for you. I want to give this to you and I want to set you on your way. So yeah, that was it. You know, October wow. 22nd, 2018, 35 years old, no relationship with Christ up to that point had done bodybuilding, had some material success within the world, had struggled with a lot of depression, anxiety, addiction for 20 years of my life. But there was a point it's written in the, it's written in the translation. The world will never be the same after today. Mm. Uh, um, Josh wrote me a little note that day. So yeah, hope that answers the, the question kind of paints a picture of where I was at. No, it's such a great, I mean, it's such a great answer. And I think just the story of that, how, how wonderful. And I just think of Josh, just how awesome it was that he was prompted mm-hmm. and that he knew to come down and that he knew to invest that time in somebody he really cared about. He really did care about you and how awesome that you were ready. I mean, you'd already been asking the questions. This is, this is what we want. This is what we want it to be. You know, like, we took some people we were doing business with the other day to church on Easter because we we knew they'd be open to it because they love us. But we really had an ulterior motive. We're like, we're going for it. Like, these people are awesome. We want to be with them forever. And then we knew they were ready and they gave their life to Jesus right there. And I just think like, we need to do that. These are business people that we need to do this. With. So I think it's so profound. Well, take us a little bit now into how did that form your life then? 2018, you have this radical encounter with Jesus where you surrender your life, you start to understand them. How did that open up? Because you said you had this other hidden life. How did that, how did you reconcile that? And then how did business change for you? Yeah, at, at first I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do a whole lot. I'll be completely honest. Uh, I was really kind of a lost uh, puppy dog. Uh, Josh flew back home. So I'm kind of left kind of, kind of on my own. Um, I did return to Critical Bench the next week um, and kind of shared with, with them. And what was cool there is I was given a couple more books. So Mike, who runs Critical Bench, he's like, dude, amazing. They're all hugging me. They're like, this is incredible. I'm going to know the influence that they've had on this point, you know, up, up to me. Josh is like, you need to read these two books. So he had Fights uh, by Craig Grishel, uh, which is an amazing book for every guy. And he had Wild at Heart uh, mm-hmm. by Don Eldridge, which I think is Those top three books for, I mean, any, any, any Christian man to read. Um, a lot didn't really happen initially within those first couple of months. Um, it probably wasn't until January. January was when Josh was really, I was going through the Bible. I was trying to pray, but I wasn't fully surrendered yet up, up until that point. I hadn't found a church. I hadn't found a home. I hadn't found my people outside of those guys. Um, we still had the, we still had the, the weekly workouts going on. By January, though, I'm like, okay, I really need to start making some radical changes. I had been healthy and in fitness and bodybuilding, but the drinking in 2018 had really gotten out of hand. So I needed to really make some radical changes to my health and nutrition. So 
that's where I started because that's what I knew. I'm like, if I can get control of my health, then I think some of these other things, I think that there was a lot of resistance internally in me to make some of the necessary changes because I didn't feel good. So I'm like, if I can get myself feeling better, like health wise, then I know mentally I'll be able to make some of these changes. So I took an approach that I understood is like, get your health under check. And I think that's going to help me. And that's exactly what I did. So I spent that month of January, like, radically changing my health and nutrition. I, I opted to do a diet called the carnivore diet, which has become mm. a big part of our work on the recovery side of things these yeah. days because of what it does to your gut health and kind of the gut health tied to mental health, whole different conversation. But um, I lost 21 pounds in that first month of January and it just gave me so much mental focus, clarity and energy. Mm. I felt now, okay, now I'm in a position like physically to go all in on this thing. So I found a church. I started attending church regularly on Sundays. Middle of February, it's it's a, so I quit drinking in January. So I'd gotten that under control. I wasn't partying. I wasn't going out. The big thing though that I was still doing was that pornography. Like I didn't even really, honestly, I hadn't talked about it with anybody. I was looking at science, I was reading books, and I was understanding it from like an addiction level. Once again, I'm a kind of a a science geek. So if I can understand the mechanism behind some of these things, for me, it's a lot easier to understand, but I hadn't addressed it spiritually yet. um, Because I didn't, I didn't understand. And I didn't really understand the severity of the issue and the depth that how many men are actually struggling. I didn't feel that people would under stand me even in the church like nobody's going to get this because it's it's like i thought it was such an isolated thing within within me february uh 14th i'm back at critical bench uh with those guys it's our weekly thursday workout um and for whatever that day me and one of the other guys in the group we opted not to do lunch so we did a workout big group that day i think there's probably 13 to 15 of us there that day it was an amazing workout like i still had the photo of the day of, of the picture that we took that day but for whatever reason myself and zach i think I had something to do later that afternoon so i'm like i can't make it to lunch guys but i had a few minutes to hang back with zach so zach and i are sitting in our car or in my car we're having a conversation zach was one of the guys that had been in that group for about the same time as as i had been about a year and a half up to that point um and we're just having a random conversation just catching up about life, what's been going on. Zach was attending uh, massage therapy school. So we're talking about the things that he's going on. And randomly, he's like, Frank, man, I need to tell you about this breathing stuff that I've been doing. He'd been studying a lot of Wim Hof. He's like, I'm doing this controlled breathing. And it's really helping me with my energy, my focus, but harnessing my sexual energy. And he's like, Frank, honestly, it's helping me control my porn addiction. (laughs) And I kind of like, I kind of like, like step back. Uh, we were sitting, but I was kind of like thrown back. Like, like, what did you just say? Like out of nowhere, like we're having a conversation around workouts, massage therapy, school, breathing. And it leads to, it's helping me control my porn addiction. And I'm like, so I lean on, I'm like, what did, what did you say, Zach? He's like, yeah, man. He's like, I've been addicted to this thing for years. Now, Zach is a Marine. Like he fought for our country, was in Iraq and him telling me all these things. It was like, wow, dude, like you, like all the respect in the world for you. How have you been struggling with this thing? So I think for there, there was a sign that like, okay, I'm not this like strange, isolated guy that's struggling with this. Here's one of my best friends in the world. So we have so much respect for he's had this issue as well. So I felt this like light lifted and it was like, I need to tell Zach about what I've been struggling with. And I'm like, dude, I don't know why you felt compelled to tell me that, but I think you did it for a reason. And I think I'm supposed to tell you what I've been struggling with. So we go back and forth and I share with him, dude, I've been struggling with this for years. I had this secret laptop. It's ruined relationships. Stephanie knows all, all these things. 
But I'm like, Zach, I'm, I'm done with it, man. Like, it's ruining my life. Like, I'm so fed up. I'm disgusted by who I am. And I'm like, I'm, I'm so committed to getting this out of my life. I want to thank you for whatever reason you felt compelled to share this with me today. I'm like, Zach, but I need a couple things to come out of this. I'm like, number one, will, will you be accountability? Will you help me? Check in on me. You seem to have figured some things out. He's like, brother, whatever you need, man. He's like, I don't know if I have all the answers here, but I'm definitely going to help you in this process. I'm like, okay, I need to go home and tell Stephanie as well. Um, just everything had been going on. Like, I don't think it was a secret to her, but I don't think she really understood probably the depth and severity. So I wrestled with that. Do should I actually tell her the entire drive home? And I opted not to tell her that day, but the following morning is when I got up and I went into the closet where I had like the secret laptop, which the only thing I ever used it for was to watch porn. I pulled out of the closet. I go in, I tell her, I confess everything destroy the laptop, literally tear it apart with my hands, like torn down the middle, epic story, right? You like a man can, you know, destroys a laptop with his bare hands. Um, we're kind of like all caught up emotionally crying, like not sure what, like what comes out of this. I'm like, okay, well, it's awesome. I got to go. I wanted to go call Josh. Like I had to, I had to let him know, like for me telling him was just as important as telling her. So I shot this little video message to Josh and I'm like, dude, like, I know you don't know this about me, but here's just what happened. I had this conversation with yesterday with Zach. I've been addicted to porn. I just confessed to Stephanie. Here's a laptop. Here's the garbage. I'm throwing it away. Dude, I'm so fired up for what's going to come out of this. I don't know, Josh, how this is going to change my life, but I can guarantee you this is the beginning of something truly epic. That's what I said. I don't know why I said that. I don't know what I felt was going to come out of this. But I ended that message with saying, I don't know what's coming out of this, but it's going to be the beginning of something wow. truly, truly epic. The next couple of months, guys, like, because the way I told Josh, because the way that I felt when I told Zach, like, I'm like, everybody's finding out about this. Like, all these guys that love me, like, they're really going to find out who I am. And I think the lesson that I've been able to extract from this is when you are openly discussing something and when you're have at the forefront of your conversation on a regular basis and you're getting confirmation back from people that have also struggled with it, that is where the power of this thing no longer making you a slave to it comes wow. from. When we hold secrets in our life, that Amen. is when we yep. become the slave That's to something. Right. So That's I felt right. so compelled and so free every single time I would talk to a guy. And once again, I'm around very successful people business owners, entrepreneurs, CEOs, doctors. So for me going to them, I felt a little uh, insecure and a shameful at first, but the minute they would say, dude, it's okay. I've struggled with this. So once again, all these guys I've had all this respect for are saying, wow. Frank, it's okay. We've all dealt with this. And the fact that you're bringing this to us shows us how strong you truly are. And we're going to be here for you no matter what. So this See, is Frank, the next couple of months for me. Frank, as we, we, as we get ready to wrap up, tell our audience what you're doing now and how this incredibly beautiful story has changed your life and what it looks like now with your podcast and all the people that you coach. Yeah, absolutely. And and because of, you know, those first few months coming out of it, like how I felt in sharing this story, that was the call to me is like, okay, people, people need to hear about this. I had always yeah. wanted to have a podcast. I love this platform. As you can tell, I'm not one short for words. <laughs> um, so I'd always wanted to have a podcast. But here I felt like I finally had a story to, to yeah. tell. Um, so in July of 2019, you know, what, five months after quitting and being free and, and beginning to really see the world a whole lot differently, I launched 
to Superman Life, uh, July 8th of 2019. And the initial, you know, mission and vision of what I want to do was have real open, vulnerable conversations, because those were the things that changed my life, conversations with other men about vulnerability, about strength, about weakness, and about true freedom. Um, So, you know, first 20 episodes, that's really what we kind of focused on. What was cool is we got kind of some early recognition. Apple picked us up, new and noteworthy, started to really get some traction because I'd been building a social media presence. Um, it, it grew quickly, but what was, what was amazing is the messages that I started to receive on a daily basis started to change. It was no longer Frank. Thank you for the workouts. Thank you for the tips. We love getting muscle building tactics and strategies from you. It was like, Frank, thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for having the conversation. Uh Most people aren't willing to have a few more months Mm -hmm. go by and it's like, Frank, can you, can you help us? So this is early 2020 kind of pre pandemic, late January, early February. Um, I was working in marketing at the time. The fitness business was kind of put to a, to a side, the ticket business had been shut down by the end of 2018. Um, but I'd always been an entrepreneur and I always knew that my place was in, in building a company. So late January, um, I just one day did a post where I'm like, Hey, I'm looking for a couple of guys that are, that are really looking for freedom in their life. Is anybody looking to, to break the secret wow. and addiction in life? And that was the beginning of rebuilt recovery. So here we are, you know, three wow. and a half years later, um, we've had a few thousand, you know, over 5,000 men have gone through, um, our, our book, uh, which is seven step guide to living life porn over 400 successful students through our reboot your life program. Um, and it's just been amazing. You know, we've reached millions of people through our YouTube and, 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 and podcasts, um, and have really been able to impact thousands of men's lives and restore relationships, uh, restore, um, families, help guys, uh, improve their businesses. But more importantly, it's improving that relationship with Christ. And it's ultimately leading these guys to the life that they were born and created to live. Man, I just, this is so needed. And it's so yeah. awesome that you use something that the enemy had used so strongly in your life and you just, you're sticking it to him with that exact same tool and saying, let me, let me take back what, what was stolen. This is a, and not just for me, but for so many people, how do people get a hold of this? How do people get a hold of you? I mean, this is obviously like a viral thing that's happening is people want to get over their addiction to porn. People want to become porn free. And they also want the They want the backstory. They want to be vulnerable. They want to be connected. They want to be known. They want to have no secrets. So how do people do this with you? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I appreciate that real, real quick. You know, it's something, um, one of you said before we hit record was that this is a taboo, uh, conversation, one that maybe isn't really being had enough in, in the Christian space, um, and within the church. What's interesting is I told you, I I spoke at a men's group, uh, last week, there's about 140 guys at this group. I opened up the conversation by everybody in the room, stand up and slowly over time at about 30% of the room, sit down. And what I was doing is I wanted them to look around at the 70% of men that were standing up. And I wanted them to understand that that 70% actually represents the 70% of men that are active within the church and are consuming pornography on a regular Mm -hmm. basis. So while it may not be the conversation that everybody is having, if you are struggling, you are not alone. And there are people in the world that can help and do want to help. Um, you want to connect with me, obviously the podcast, you can find that anywhere, uh, that podcasts are played or, or, or streamed at the superhuman life. Superhuman is two words. Me, I'm pretty easy to find socially, YouTube, Instagram at coach Frank rich, uh, more information about rebuilt recovery. You can find that at rebuiltrecovery.com. Wow. Well, we hope you guys will find these resources and use these resources and, and don't be shy to give them to your friends and tell your friends about them as well. Even though it is somewhat of a taboo subject for some people, so many people are prolifically struggling in these areas that we need the coaching. We need somebody who can give us hope, especially for marriages. And you single guys out there, there is hope and there is answers and there is porn free 
available for your life right now. And I love that Frank's teaching this right now and sharing practical steps of which is needed. I will say this, Frank, when we were first tackling this subject, I was going to bring on a number of the networks that I host different episodes or channels, you know, mm -hmm. conversations for some news channels. And they actually said, we don't want to do this subject. And I said, Oh, that's interesting. You've never said no. And we'll talk about everything. Like, I mean, I've, I've had, we'll talk about LGBTQ plus stuff. We'll talk about, you know, what's happening in politics, but this particular subject, the, the other, the different broadcasts, the major television networks were like, not right now. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was interesting that it has become somewhat of a taboo subject in the church, because I think there hasn't been enough answers and there hasn't been enough hope given. So thank you for giving hope, because I think this is something that people need to go after. We need to go after this so we can have the true freedom and express ourselves the right way, because there's a blessing in it. Yeah, and I well, appreciate, appreciate that, guys. Again, Frank, thank you so much. Everybody find his resources. And up next, we have final thoughts with Sean and Bob. I'm Sean Bowles, and I'm going to invite you to our Spiritual Growth Academy online, where you can attend a four-week class or an event every month. Plus, our back catalog is available to you as well on spiritual gifts, especially hearing God's voice, and also a deeper connection to the Holy Spirit and how to walk with Him in real ways in the days we're living in right now. Come join us at Spiritual Growth Academy by going to bullsministries.com and clicking on the Academy button. Thanks for watching today. I want to encourage you to visit us at bullsministries.com. Follow Bob and I on social media as Bob Hassan on our app, Sean Bowles, and we look forward to communicating with you in the future. Thanks for exploring what God is doing in the marketplace with us. We have amazing resources for you on our website with free videos, take an online class with us at our online school, Spiritual Growth Academy, or get one of our books, including the one Bob and I authored together, Wired to Hear. We have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan or visit BowlesMinistries.com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you. Become a partner or donate now to become part of our team. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time.